0: Hey fans, thank you for tuning in to this replay of Twitter Space's USA Rugby Happy Hour Live. This is the second half of the show. If you haven't done so already, be sure to check out the first half with our amazing guest. You can do that and listen to previous shows here on the USA Rugby Happy Hour Live podcast. Now, on to our next guest. It's Glory DC number eight, and USA Eagle number 534, Jamison Funtneva-Schultz. Jamon, how are you? Hey lads, how you doing? Good, how are you? Yeah, doing awesome. Doing awesome. Thanks for having me. Oh, you're welcome. Did you take any notes that first 30 minutes? Yeah,
1: good. Some good, <laughs> some good tips on how to beat NOLA. Play is terrible, yeah. <laughs> yeah, terrible weather. Yeah, terrible weather. Yeah. Well, John, I
2: tried, to, I tried to see if they were going to sneak in a drop goal on you, and Rodney wouldn't answer.
0: So. <laughs> <laughs> we are not betting people, by the way. We... <laughs> yeah. All right, let's jump into it. Good win over Toronto last weekend, 23-9, uh, uh, pretty impressive arguably the best team performance of the season, if you ask me. Uh, talk about that game, and what were the keys to that victory?
1: No, I think it just it came down to, um, you know, we had a tough loss against um, New York. We got beat up by them. Yeah. And then had a had a pretty shitty first half against New England. So, you know, we, we came in with some things that we need to work on, and that was winning the physicality battle was one of our main ones, which we showed against Chicago in that first round. And we knew if we if we match a team with our physicality battle, and we're able to keep keep our foot on that, then we'll you know we'll see some good results. And obviously, you know we we held Toronto to only that three points in the first three minutes, which is you know it was it was pretty good. It was, it was awesome for the boys, you know, awesome for the coaches as well. It was quite a lot of pressure on the on the team to get that win. You know, we we, we lose that game where the close to the bottom of the ladder on the east. But you know we 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 won that game and then we go f- to the top of the of the East for you know a few hours before <laughs> New England come back on.
0: I was at that um, the New England game and um, weather aside, I mean, it wasn't that bad. Tough game. I'm jumping ahead here, by the way, just because I want to get this out of the way before Fitz gets mad at me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> From the fans' point of view, we didn't see some of the. Co- we won't talk about the referee or anything like that. Okay, that's that's out of our. Still talk about whatever. it.
2: That was a bogus no. forward pass call.
0: It, oh, was, it. it was. Just, it was just. It was just missed. It wasn't let's a. Talk about it. Yeah, you know, well, it directly came from you, obviously, Jem. It was just, you know, I guess the referees just didn't see it off the head. Uh, but I get texts from Fitzy in the middle of the game. That's bogus. I'm, i don't, I look good from my angle. <laughs> I
1: don't think that was the word I use. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so and it, it just goes like that sometimes. um but I mean, I, I, after the game, I, I usually stick around and try to try to run into people like you, handshake, you know, face to face contact, so you know who I am when we do this kind of stuff. Uh, but that was one of those games. I thought, you know what, I, I'm just i gonna let them be. They're gonna have their beers after the game with the other team and all that. So I just uh, so no offense, I didn't stick around and shake your hand.
1: Go <laughs> <laughs> on, Fitz. On, so blame you as well. <laughs> yeah.
2: Last time he comes on your podcast, Bill. <laughs> you mentioned a little bit, you know, at the beginning of the season, right? At home against an expansion team, you had to beat Chicago. You guys took care of business there. Again, tough match against New York. Almost beat the Free Jacks there, which is – they hardly ever you'd lose at home. How would you – I guess maybe up and down maybe isn't the right way to put it, but how would you describe – or what would you describe the identity of this, of the current team right now?
1: I think it's it's pretty much it's quite tough to put a you know a one identity on our team yet. I think we're still trying to find our footing, find ourselves. um, You know, we still we have a great mix of nationalities in our team. You know, from the RG boys to the Islander boys to quite a lot of the young Americans coming into the team. So I think they're still trying to find our chemistry within the team, uh, and just building that. And I think I think from in the past games, we can definitely set our tone on our, on our defensive playing our defensive structure. I think that that's where our team is is leading towards. You know, um, if if our defense is set set in stone and we're able to do that, then you know we can win games, and then our attack just shows how many points we can win, uh, how many points we can win by. So you know, I, I think <laughs> when we talk about identity, it's it's definitely around our defensive structure, and that's where we're what we're trying to focus on for these, for this week against Nola especially.
2: Yeah, it's certainly been a, a noticeable, um, I don't know if change, but it's, it's been noticed that there's been more of a defensive effort. It, look, it, it, at least if you compared it to how last season started compared to this year, there's certainly been um, almost maybe night and day, but you mentioned it right after, after the game against um, Toronto, you guys had first place there for a few hours until Sunday when, New England played currently in sole possession of second place in the Eastern Conference. What do you would you say to someone who says, "Well, hey, they've only beat Chicago and Toronto. Those teams are a combined 2 and 6." What would you say to them about the fact that you have wins over Chicago and Toronto?
1: You know, it's to to see the big growth from last year's team to to this year. You know, we went quite a long stretch without winning a game last year and that was a tough season for not just us as players, but for the whole organization and, you know, DC itself, the owners, the coaches, you know, we lost our coach halfway through the season, you know, um, one of the longest running coaches left and he was the last one left, Andrew Douglas. Mm -hmm. It was was tough to lose him midway through the season. And, um, you know, it did take a toll on a lot of the boys because, you know, we wouldn't be, be in in this organization, in this team with, without that, like without Andrew. So, you know, that took a big toll on us. And you know, I think coming into this year, we just needed a, a fresh start. And Simsy has brought that. Josh Sims, our new head coach now, has brought us that new energy and a new spark. And I think with the Argentina boys coming in as well, it's it's been an awesome connection with um with, with our team. You know, they've they, they they've brought the that family orientation that we the Islander boys love as well. Um they they put on a bloody good barbecue, so can't complain about the food. And <laughs> that the food is definitely a key to any islander's heart. So back <laughs> back, <but. laughs>
0: Well, you know, we just Rodney just stepped out. The only people listening now are just on the live streams. Um so if you have any secrets you want to share now about the matchup this weekend, go for it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I something you were talking about is um kekibua. So it's a it's a Samoan pork bun, but I definitely oh. Someone answered my
0: question.
1: I love yeah. is good. <laughs> the games, you know, you get pretty heavy. It's a few kilos just from a few of those.
0: <laughs> oh, boy. All right, let's move forward to this weekend now again uh, playing NOLA. Uh, are there any, I don't know, uh, any NOLA players you're keying, you're training on this week? You know, what I mean by that is like flanker uh, Tom Florence has been getting a lot of carries this season. Cam Dolan, he may have moved the second row, but tough in the to set pieces. I mean, it looks like you personally will have your work cut out for you. A lot of ball carries uh, around the loose forwards.
1: Yeah, no, d- definitely. Uh, I think, you know, um, Rodney is is definitely their, their playmaker and is, is, is their game driver. And this week's going to be a, a huge battle of territory. And, you know, just like he was saying, um, Nola struggled, you know, to get their kicking territory right with, with those first two games, you know, with due to the weather. Unfortunately for him, you know, it's going to be another wet one this Saturday. You know, it's a high chance of rain. Um, our stadium's quite windy in the middle of um, Segra Field there. So, um, yeah, it's it going to be a interesting one. It's going to be a lot of set-piece involved, a lot of, a lot of scrums and a lot of lineouts. outs So, you know, whoever kicks the most will win this game. So, we'll, it'll be an awesome mm-hmm. battle to be, you know, Tito um, versus Rodney. And it's going to be a good battle with that. And then to the forwards, you know, you have Moni. He was um, coming off the bench, but I, I think he is one of the one of one of the best flankers um, in this league coming yeah. out. You know, put yeah. some he's definitely a game driver for them. And obviously, Cam Dolan is is just their leader around the lineouts and and their set piece. You know, wherever he is, we've got to stay away from him in in our lineups. So, you know, we've got the praise just to um, stay away from him and keep anything <laughs> away from Cam because whenever. He can read any line he wants quite easily. So, so any quick line I think we'll be throwing those.
2: John, <laughs> <laughs> let's talk a little bit about some of your uh, D.C. teammates. Um, just this past round, you guys had four players named to the MLR First 15, yourself included, um, some of the other teammates. Tito was named there. You mentioned the Argentinian influence. So besides the awesome barbecue skills that they bring to the squad, how have they? How else have they impacted
1: um, the club so far? Um, I think it's just uh, I think that the fresh start with the organization has definitely been um, just what exactly what we needed coming into Old Glory's twenty twenty three season. We just needed something fresh and a new spark, and the Argentina um, boys have come in and you know they've they, they they've brought their flair. You know we have Lautaro, who's been playing at six. Who you know in Argentina they call him the soldier. He was the captain of the Argentina fifteen, and he's he's been amazing. You know you you might not hear him from the stats of from on on the TV, but his stats is crazy. He's hitting a uh, he's hitting double digit breakdowns every single game, making double digit hundred percent tackles, and he's he's just an absolute beast. And that's definitely what we need. And then him paired up with. Corey Daniel is just, you know, some of the best flankers in the league. And then you have um, Marcos the Young, which is a young young kid, also American qualified on the wing. You know, he's coming into the season, he was run third or fourth string winger and then unfortunately reduces some injuries to Junior and Penny. He's come in and he's, he's made his mark now. I think he'll be sitting in stone with his new position and he's bringing that flair just what we need you know, let us forwards do all the hard carrying and let them finish. And that's what he's been doing. You talk about um
2: Corey Daniel. I I gotta ask a question. So he was a pretty good wrestler in, in college. Have any of the boys on the squad challenged him to a wrestling match and how's it gone for him?
1: Um I think the only guy that <laughs> has matched him is Kumpa, our our tight out prop from Argentina. Yeah, yeah. he's he's six five, six four, um three hundred pounds, so it's a good matchup, but Corey still won, so <laughs> this shows well, how those wrestlers are. Let's talk about Herrera. He
2: he joined, uh, so he didn't play round one, he joined in round two. We understand that the team didn't have a jersey that fit him, right? So they had to combine
1: or stitch together a couple other jerseys <laughs> to, to get one on him. Is that true? Is that what happened? A yeah, yeah, funny story that one, so, <laughs> so obviously, Paladin, uh. I uh, have not been a, been doing a good job with their sizing. So the biggest size they have was a five XL, but it was actually only an XL. Wow! But when they <laughs> made it for him, he came on. It was pretty much just a bra. So he was wearing that. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, were like, oh, we're getting a few complaints from the other people in the gym about Kumpa wearing <laughs> a bra in the. <laughs> so, yeah, one of our general managers had to. Um, Go find a tailor and specially put two jerseys together to, to, just to create his um, his jersey for the games. he's a big boy. I don't he, I don't know how big he looks on TV, but if you see him in person, he he's huge. He,
0: he's the kind of guy I would say your man to the player next to him. Yeah. Jamal,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, let's talk about captain. C, captain the sea. If I can say that name right, you, know, you were named the captain of the team before the start of the season. Um, What does that mean to you to be named captain? And also, is that something that you were striving for the entire time with this team?
1: You know, I've I've been here since the beginning of of this team, and I've been through all the ups and downs, you know, a lot of downs with this league and with this organization. Mm -hmm. Obviously, last year, uh, being suspended the whole season, like the whole season, so that wasn't a good look on my part. So, you know, obviously, I think this year, with the captaincy being put on my shoulders, it's sort of, you know, just kept me in my place and being like, hey, if, you know, you, if you stay on the field, you do your job and you're consistent every week and you're putting in all your, all the hard work you you do, the team will succeed. And I think that's just what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to take the pressure off every other player, you know, players like Danny Tussie Tyler, our nine, um, who took on that big toll last year. And I'm just letting him do his thing now, which is why he's been one of the better nines in the league this year. Mm-hmm. He just focus on doing his his job, and that's playing rugby. And let me handle the pressures of captaincy and dealing with other other things around the around the team. You know, I think under pressure, I'm I'm not too bad. I can I can handle it. Um, try to keep a calm head. So I think it, it's it, it is good for me. I don't have to um, think too much. I just talk to the ref. Let, let the boys talk to me, and I spread that to the ref. And whatever frustrations they have, I can just take onto myself and. You know, keep the boys in 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 line, and that's the best way to do it. Yeah. I, I, f- I feel like um, I have a good supporting cast around me. You know, unfortunately, Stan South was my vice captain. Uh, he's he's gone down with a season-ending injury, mm. um, so that's unfortunate. But you know, he he's in good spirits at the moment. He's still helping, um, helping coach the set piece stuff with our team. But um, he's he still you know he still got my back and I and I still got his and then obviously with Kurt Baker and Tito as well, mm-hmm. some best in their position in rugby, um, as a like an extra supporting cast that helps me a lot with organising our game drivers and you know getting the boys in shape for the for the games and you know putting in a good preparation for these games coming up right.
2: Yeah a lot of a lot of good veteran leadership right to help shoulder the burden right of of leading the squad out there and certainly you're you're the captain out there or the general on the field you know you 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 brought up the suspension last season right look rugby's a hard sport played by tough guys which is probably why I don't play anymore <laughs> but how do you how do you how do you tread that fine line of like wanting to 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 play aggressive and physical but not letting like the emotions or The chatter from the opponents, you know, get to you. How how do you tread
1: that that fine line? I think at the end of the day, it's just stop being a dickhead. You know, (laughs) that's that's pretty much what it comes down to. Is are you a dickhead, or well, are you not? So, you know, if someone's trying to talk, chat some, you know, chat some shit to you, as you just take it on the chin and be like, yeah, okay. Next time you run the ball, then I'll just handle you my own way instead of, you know, doing stupid things like I did last year. You know, I I think it's just trying to hold those emotions in and just put it into a rugby sense instead of using your fists or, Mm. you know, doing something else that's not a rugby rugby mentality. And, you know, I think that the captaincy has helped a lot in in my perspective. It It has helped a lot with controlling my emotions and, you know, looking at, it's not just me anymore. Um, the team and organization relies on me leading this team to success, and that's what I have to have in my in my sights first and foremost.
0: Yeah, I think I think a, I think a lot of players uh, go through it, and whether you're the captain or not, it's you know maturity. We we all reach a certain level where we mature, and sometimes it takes what happened to get there. Uh, would you agree with that? Yeah. No.
1: Definitely. I, I definitely agree with that.
2: One follow-up question, and John, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this because some of them, what I love about how captains interact with referees is it's some captains are they do a really good job of every now and then they say the right thing to get the ref kind of like on their side. There's definitely a gamemanship there with with the ref. How how how, how would you rate your skills and and how you <laughs> persuade the referee to see things your way, if you will?
1: Uh it's I think. Um... It's funny you bring that up. I was talking to someone about this the other day. Um, I I think in in this league, it's it's definitely, it's all about just like you have to. When they say respecting ref, I think this this league, you really got to dumb it down, and you got to be like act stupid uh, a little bit. <laughs> like, act like you have no idea what's going on sometimes. Like, oh, okay, yes, ref. So I had no idea that was offside. I was... Uh, let, let, me, let me talk to him. Stuff like that. I think... Because... I think that the, the thing with the league that it struggles with is there is three refs on the, on the field, but only one of them is doing something. And that's, that's the only guy. And I think it, we we do take a lot out on the refs, but, you know, it's, it's tough when you have... You know a lot of games they have these refs come in, they've never refed a professional game in their life, so I, I do feel for them trying to handle mm-hmm. all, the, all the burden of trying to control you know 30 plus rugby men using their egos and trying to trying to kill everybody else in the field. You know, it does take a toll on the refs, so I guess you just gotta have to have the utmost respect. And obviously, that they, they get the calls right or wrong, it's that's just rugby, he's got to live with it you just got to play rugby you just got to do your job and mm-hmm. end of the day you can't put anything else on the rifts you just got to put more points on the board and that's pretty much how how games are won these days
0: so we have our uh, we have a listener question over on the uh, our facebook live chat uh, it's right on time because we're going to start talking a little bit about usa rugby um, he wrote uh, you know following, following the difficult 2022 season and then missing out the summer series for you uh, it looked like you were bouncing back, but despite the results in Dubai, you played really well, uh, possibly cementing the number eight uh, role for a while for USA. Would you, uh, yeah, would you consider your performance with USA and your start this year uh, a, a way to bounce back to form?
1: Uh yeah. Uh, unfortunately, you know, everyone we try not to talk about the result yeah. with those World Cup qualifiers, but you know, obviously it still haunts a lot, a lot of us and, and the players that are playing in that game and especially a lot of the fans. They were expecting USA to be in the World Cup this year. Yeah. And I I, I think the, the the result has haunted a lot of players, which has mm-hmm. provided the extra spark for them to be performing in, um, in, in this year's MLR season. You know, you've had some outstanding performances by, you know, some Eagles players like Marcel. I think you guys had him on. Yeah, a few years ago. You know, he's been playing amazing with San Diego. Oh yeah. You know, I think Jack O'Scaro for All Glory as well has been playing awesome as well, and he's definitely a player to watch, and I think he will be solidifying that number one spot um, for the Eagles. You know, so you're seeing a lot of mm-hmm. players around the league that have really just stepped up. I think that the results from the World Cup stuff has just ignited the a spark that. You know that's definitely needed in the players. You know, obviously they didn't get the result, but now they want to perform. You know, they want to be able to move on to other things, where if if it's um, you know contracts overseas or be seen overseas, Mm -hmm. or just trying to you know find a living here in the US and making the MLR home. Um, So uh, again, it's it's tough. It's tough. You know, it's something that I still think about every every day. You know, wanting to be at that World Cup, but. Yeah. now we just gotta do our job, and that's performing for our teams, our MLR teams now and just getting it done, getting these wins and um, just performing performing it consistently every week.
0: yeah and and you know you just mentioned overseas a minute ago, um, you know if you had the chance, if you got a call and maybe you have already, let's say uh, a pro d two uh, top fourteen Premiership political club calls you. Uh, and I'm not saying you should leave MLR, but if you got that call, would you consider it?
1: Um, yeah, of course. I'd definitely consider, you know, um, anything with regards to overseas. But I think it yeah. all comes down to, you know, a lot, a lot of us, especially myself, um, recently engaged. So it all comes down to, you know, it does a work for Congrats. my partner as well. So, you know, she's the boss. So I got to listen to her as well. so if she says yes i can go if she says no then i will be staying in dc (laughs) so
0: so somewhere warm so south of france okay we'll go with that
1: (laughs) i think if there's a beach then she'll be happy with that
0: (laughs) (laughs) well will hooli that's why he moved to san diego his wife said it needs to be a beach and warm (laughs) speaking of the
2: boss not bruce springsteen but um speaking of the men's eagles a little bit of an August tour. It sounds like coming together. I think Georgia, I think Romania has been confirmed now. Uh, so obviously after the MLR season and we hope old glory season goes through uh, into July there. But uh, will you be raising your hand for that uh, that August tour?
1: Yeah, I, I most definitely will be. Um, you know, I, I think I've, um, a, lot, a lot of the players and, and the team finished on, um quite a, a, a downward against that Portugal game. So we like to, you know, restart and get our love back for, you know, playing for our country and um, you know, playing playing for the Eagles pride and getting back into getting some more games together. You know, it's it's always a good environment getting the all the boys together around, you know, um in, into those Eagles camps. Um what the future holds for the Eagles, um, you know only only God knows that question <laughs> and that yeah. answer. So, but you know i I am excited for what's to come um you know scott lawrence is is definitely building something that I think a lot of the a lot of the u s fans and the players can look forward to um I think he's definitely ever has a an amazing plan in in place that um he'll be um putting on to everybody so I'm, I'm I am excited for that and I'm excited for the months to come, but obviously, I got my first job to do, and that's leading. Uh, DC to, you know, MLR championship.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And you just mentioned Scott Lawrence, right, interim uh, head coach now is taking over for, for Gary Gold. Um, you know, you, you had some experience with, you had a ton of time with, with Gary, right? Um, what was it like playing under under Gold?
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I've been there. So my first cap was 2019. So pre-World Cup qualifiers as well. And then unfortunately I was, I was cut last week before the mm. World Cup. And, you know, I've been with Gary ever since then. And, you know, there's, there's obviously obviously, there's ups and downs. Same with, you know, just, just how USA Rugby's been going. And I think what USA needs, and just, you know, this is just how I feel, is just the consistency of, you know, actual coaching staff. You know, Gary's been there, but mm. the assistant coach has always been changing. The forwards coach has been changing. The backs coach has been changing. Every tour I, I've been on has just been changing of coaches. So there's never been consistency and chemistry with, um, you know, the coach, the players, um, bonding there. And I think that's you know, when you see a lot of the successful teams in 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 the world, it's all about that chemistry between the players and the coaches. Um, and the and the respect between those those two, um, the players and the coaches. and that's where you see success in the teams. And I think that's what USA sort of lacked is just trying to find the consistency, and unfortunately, you know, we had I think we had some of the best coaches on that um, Dubai World Cup qualifying tour. You know, with Mario from Argentina um, coming in and taking over the fours, I, I thought that was some of the best um, coaching I've had from from a fours perspective as well. Um, so just just a shame it didn't work out. You know, he's now onto with. On to work with Dallas, um, but you know, hopefully, we get coaches like that in the future with with the US. And obviously, you know, they were still looking for a, um, other coaches to help Scott, you know, mm-hmm. build build this team up. But yeah, only time we will tell to see what happens next. You know, let me ask you one more thing about uh,
0: the the Dubai series there. Not the matches themselves, but you know, you definitely mentioned how emotional, and how tough it was, and you're still not over it. I get that. Um, but you're a young guy in the team, let's say. But what I saw from say uh, Marcy and AJ and those on, you know, when they've been interviewed, was the emotions they had because they've been around a long time. Um, d- when you saw them with, by the way they were, I mean, how did that affect you? Did it kind of give you more of a, a sense of? how important this whole thing was. I mean, you know, I knew you already knew that, but then to, to see the, the veterans at, at that level really breaking down, or really taking it that hard.
1: Yeah, it, it definitely did break me because, you know, we went, we were on a long tour. That was a three month tour. Yeah, uh, We were going for a long time. And you speak about those veteran players like, um, AJ, Marcel, um, Paula CK as well. Hmm. You know, they were only sacrificing their time away from home. You know, they have young kids as well, wives taking care of their kids by themselves. So they're putting a lot of sacrifice and, you know, it does take a toll on, you know, on a, a end of the day, you know, we're, we're human, <laughs> you know, being away from your wife and your newborn kids is is tough for anybody. I, yeah. I, have no, I couldn't imagine it, but just from seeing them, I, you know, I, understand their pain and understand what they're going through. And, you know, to be that that far away from your kids and then to have a heavy burden loss like that, just, you know, it breaks any, it would break anybody. And to see their faces after the game, really just showing how much they love this country and how much they love the team and what it really meant for them. And I hope, you know, the young guys like myself and anyone else around the team that is, you know, hopefully will be in, in the next World Cup after this French World Cup, you know, this sort of builds a spark in their eyes and be like, man, you know, we got to do it for these guys that will be passing on their on their torches to us, you know, because obviously those guys will not be here in the next, or next, next round of guys. Mm-hmm. So, you know, those guys are given everything they have. And, you know, they're, they have all my respects, you know, I've been with them for a long time and I couldn't, speak highly of any of those guys, AJ and Marcel, especially, you know, Nate Osberger as well, oh, yeah. the players I've I've played with. And, you know, they are the most amazing people I've met with as well. And I think that's what makes them such great players is because they're off the field. They're just as amazing.
0: Uh, a couple more questions before you let you go. Um, with You talk about these players – And when I see you play, um, I finally saw. Like I said, I finally saw you play in person during uh, that game up here in New England. Prior to that was the Dubai series and other matches, and you reminded me of uh, an American player. I'm not going to say his name because I want to hear what you think, uh, and I'll say it after. Uh, But is there a player that you model yourself after, that you think you play like, or that you um, that you want to aspire to play like? Uh,
1: Funny you say that because I think the. My first World Cup game that I ever went to go watch, um, it was in New Zealand. It was USA versus um, Samoa. And um, the first picture I ever got, because I love watching this guy play um, throughout all my time, um, watching as a a young kid was Todd Clever. Uh (laughs) You don't have the hair. (laughs) (laughs) I don't have the hair. You know, but I, I always love watching him play. He was such an awesome player to watch, and um, it was. I still have a photo of me and him. Nice. And then I, think I must have, I must have been young, but I forgot how old I was back then. Yeah, Maybe <laughs> like 10, ten or eleven, I think. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so when I see you play, I I picture uh a bit of uh, Samu
1: Manoa. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, he's still playing, man. He's yeah, He was a he was the hit man. <laughs> he's big,
0: dude. I, I, you're a big guy too. But he's big. <laughs> he, he, uh,
1: he's he's a big boy. Yeah. yeah,
2: John. I gotta ask you before you get out of here. We asked Rodney a couple food questions. So I gotta ask you a question. You've been you've been in D.C. for a few years now. Where's your where's your what's your favorite place to go out and eat? You got a favorite restaurant in the D.C. area?
1: Uh, we, we have a few local ones, like just you know local um, tuckaria ta- places, like Mexican mm. food. Um, yeah, yeah. But you know you can't go wrong with the Maryland crab here. Ah,
2: uh, oh, that's a great answer. Yeah, that's a fantastic answer. You just
1: you just can't beat it. You know, get. I never I never liked Old Bay until you know I found the crab and I'm like yeah, uh-huh. put on everything. <laughs> that's,
0: that's the so mallet, right? Answers. You use the mallet. You just you like, break those yeah. things apart.
1: Yes. Uh, I'm just using my teeth. I'm, <laughs> <using> my
0: teeth.
1: <laughs> I'm a rugby player. I didn't know they had them until you know I met my partner. <laughs> <laughs>
2: See, so, so Bill, Bill's from New England. So he's used to, you know, fancy lobster. Lapses. Ah. Down here in the mid-Atlantic, baby. It's the, it's, the, it's the blue crab. That's right. With a little butter and some old bay. Mm-hmm. You know, buddy,
0: that's the that's one. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'm too fancy for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Jameson, uh, we freaking love the time you've given us. We really appreciate it. Uh, good luck this weekend. Good luck the rest of the MLR season. And we can't wait to see you back in the USA uh, uniform as well.
1: No, thank you so much, guys, for having us. And you're doing an awesome job with the show as well.
0: Thank you. Thanks Everybody, so thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for listening to Jameson and Rodney. Um, please check out the podcast if you miss most of the show. Uh, otherwise, check us out every Wednesday. We have uh, two great guests already lined up for next Wednesday. Um, uh, again, enjoy you guys tuning in. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you guys again soon.